0: Hey there, I'm Danielle Ackeson, and this is the Silver Lining Life Podcast. Everyone has a story to tell. I believe something can be learned from every situation. The Silver Lining Life gives everyone a voice. Real life people and experts share their life. They share how they've overcome tragedy, their victories, and their defining moments. So why is this important? Because it's easy to look at a person and think it's been so easy, quick, or perfect for them. But that is so far from reality. There is work, struggle, and heartbreak as we will learn, a silver lining life isn't a perfect life. It's about enjoying the life you've been given and even those hard times. So sit back and get ready. It's going to be a fun ride. Hi, everybody. I am, I say this every time, but I'm so excited to share with you my friend, Rachel Seidel. She is amazing. She is a mama. She is, is a amazing realtor in Cincinnati. So if you are looking to buy or sell in that area, this is your girl. I promise she will make you so happy. So thank you for being here, Rachel.
1: Thanks for having me, Danielle. I'm super excited too.
0: (laughs) Good, good. So I'm excited for Rachel to share her story because I think that it is a very common issue for people as they are going, you know, to their nine to five and they're just feeling like this isn't exactly what they were made to do. Like they have that kind of, you know, that feeling in their chest of. I, I want to do something more and maybe they don't know what it is, but, you know, it's just kind of that constant feeling that makes them feel almost a little unfulfilled in their job because it's like, ah, I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. So Rachel, tell us your story of, of that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I'd be happy to. So, um, you hit the nail on the head. I was, um, let me back up a little bit. So I have an art background. I studied art in college and psychology. I love working with people and being creative so i had a fabulous interior design job um, a few years after college when i moved back to cincinnati and was very externally happy you know it was um good income i was able to be creative and work with people all the things that i love Um, i felt very stable and secure and worked with some great people so There were no complaints, really, Um, but yet there was this burning desire to do something more and to do something different, Um, and I kind of started looking around me and thinking, well, first of all, I'm a single mom. I have a daughter, Sophia, who's 13 now, and the idea of stepping out on my own and doing something different was very daunting, but um, I just had this burning desire that I needed to do something else, so... Um, I'm a big believer in signs asking for universal signs from God. And so I was literally driving home from my job one day and I drove by a real estate sign and I literally said out loud, I'm going to work for that man. Like no idea where this came from. And it's funny, the realtor's sign um, was a man that I've known since I was a little girl. They grew up in our neighborhood um, and he's very successful here in Cincinnati. And I literally got a text the next day from um, a mutual fr- or a friend, a good friend of a friend of mine. And um, she had put the bug out that they were looking for somebody on this team for a realtor.
0: That's amazing. So,
1: yeah, it, it really was amazing. It was like, okay, so when you put things out there, everything kind of falls into your lap. So um, it was it was interesting because my ego was like, what do you, I'm not going to go into real estate. Like, where did that come from? I mean, I had dreamt of doing something artistic and creative, you know, my entire life. And so going from that to real estate was a big adjustment, a big shift, but I knew that I wanted to be out on my own, um, you know, working my own hours, having flexibility (laughs) Um, Reaching financial freedom, that was also something that I was interested in. So I made the move and that was 2015, summer of 2015. Since then, um, in addition to working in real estate, I have done a ton of self-growth and kind of gone down my um, personal path. And that has been instrumental for me in being able to find success as an entrepreneur and also just kind of, um, you know, find my bliss and my joy in my work. Um, I really don't feel like it's work. In fact, I I feel like I'm living passionately and it's not easy, (laughs) but, um, but here I am. Yeah. That's kind of how, how I got here. That's amazing.
0: And, It just takes so much courage to do that, to like just jump and be like, okay, I'm doing this and to leave such a secure background. So were the people around you like, what are you doing?
1: Yes, very much so. (laughs) Yeah. And I was actually looking at myself thinking, what am I doing? I think my family, my parents were like, you know, this is a big move, Um, you know, and being a single mom too, it was even more, even more pressure and expectation, I think, to kind of keep with a stable a stable job but i just knew i had this i had to follow that intuitive hit and go out on my own and i couldn't be happier i mean it's been any entrepreneur can tell you um as you know personally yeah. that it is it's a roller coaster ride i mean it's it's it and this is something i don't think a lot of people talk about in the entrepreneurial world that you really you have to be willing to really work on yourself um, because at the end of the day, you're working for yourself. You're your own employee, and you've got to be willing to put in not only you know the work, the external stuff, but you really have to work on yourself as well, too. Yes. So that was that, something I I kind of signed up for without yeah. realizing realizing I was signing up for that, which is yeah. Amazing.
0: And I think that that is the difference too. When you are working on yourself and you are building a business that feels really good to you. Is the difference between those people who are like, I have my own business and I'm so burnt out and I can't like, I don't have time for my family. I have to keep going, you know, the hustle and the grind and all of that. And you know, you're talking about you know, working in flow and and you know, that finding that that bliss in your work, which is Absolutely. so important. Like, if we're gonna build our own business, it should feel good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you're gonna go through that, that step, that leap of faith, you better enjoy what you're doing. And I will say, I definitely went through, I would say the first, I mean, I don't know if there's a statistic behind this, but I would say the first year of being an an entrepreneur is probably the hardest because the income isn't there. You're still planting your seeds and, you know, creating your database and um, it just takes time and you have to be really willing to just kind of get through that first year of figuring things out. You feel like a deer in headlights. Um, But I think that, um, I did think that the formula of grinding and working seven days a week was how I was going to get there. Uh-huh. And in fact, last year was my last year. I actually went out entirely on my own. I had been in teams, um, with other realtors up until then. So beginning of 2018, I went out on my own and I actually had the most successful year this past year. Um, and I feel I, there was part of me that felt a little guilty about it, but I, I mean, I worked really hard, but I mm-hmm. didn't do, I didn't grind the way that I had in the past. I was very, very good about making sure that I, you know, had sacred time for myself first and, yeah. most, and then also that I, you know, created healthy boundaries for my family, for my yeah. relationships. Um, you know, so, but, but I definitely got caught up in that grind at first. Yeah.
0: Which I think makes sense. I think that that's an easy thing to fall into and where it, I think it's so good when you are working on yourself that, oh, you know what? It doesn't have to be this way. Right. And I don't, I don't have to do it the way everybody else is doing it. I can do what is right for me.
1: And exactly.
0: I, I think that that takes courage in itself. Like, Absolutely. I'm just going to have some, some faith here and, <laughs> in myself, you know? I think that is sometimes really hard.
1: Oh my gosh, yes.
0: So as, you know, as you said, you're a single mom and how did you, did you do anything ahead of time to like set yourself up? Like, okay, I've got this cushion or were you just like, I'm just jumping. I'm, I'm just going for it.
1: (laughs) I had somewhat of a financial plan to start. So yes, that was definitely there. And then, you know, being on a team dynamic, you are a bit more supported than just going out on your own. So there was that as well, too. And I knew joining a very, an already very successful team that I was pretty well set up for success. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was there was a plan. But, uh-huh. you know, as life, as life always unfolds, our, what we plan for ourselves typically never ends up, you know. Yeah. Happening that whole, exactly that we, or maybe we maybe, make
0: plans. God laughs. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, oh, okay. I got you. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, so, you know, as it's, people are listening to this and they're like, okay, that's great. But how did you, how did you find that trust to, you know, follow those signs and, and to go with it? How did you get to that place of trusting that it was going to work out?
1: Great question. So I think that, um, even though I had mentioned that my my previous job was really great on the surface, um, I had reached kind of an emotional breakdown internally, just feeling like I knew I knew I was ignoring what I really wanted to be doing, and I knew that I was in an environment that wasn't allowing me to really grow as a person. That was a huge a huge indicator to me that the people around me wanted me to stay a certain way and it was you know safe and easy and And so, you know, years of ignoring that, that became, that became kind of my driving force. And I think we as humans, a lot of times need to feel that pain to really motivate us. It wasn't like I was just sitting around one day, everything in my life felt great and was perfect. And I'm like, I'm just going to up and leave this. (laughs) You know, it was a lot of energy and a lot of time that had gone into kind of trying to ignore what my intuition was telling me and, and just reaching a, you know, a point, a breaking point where it was like, okay, this has got to happen. And I think, yeah. that's, I mean, do you find that you're that way too, as far as making decisions? Sometimes you have to like just, it has to get bad before yeah. you take action. No, I think so.
0: And And I think so often we're given kind of little tests of like, okay, here, here, this is, here's your lesson. Like, are you going to stay the old you or are you going to like step into this? And are you going to like, like for me, sometimes it's hard for me to find my voice and to like really, um, voice when I am unhappy about something or something isn't quite going the way that I would have liked for it to go. And I'm leading whatever it is, you know, and, and I'm a people pleaser. So I'll just, um, it's okay. We'll make it work, you know? And like, but I kept getting lessons of using my voice and like being able to say like, actually, this is how it's going to go. This is my program. This is my, this is mine. And this is how it's working. And if that doesn't align with you, that's okay. But this is how it is for this, you know? And I kept getting these lessons and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to learn this lesson. I have to be able to voice it because it keeps coming up. Right. And, And so like you, you do get that uncomfortableness, those like, those pain points and i think it's either you learn the lesson or you stay right. and it's up to you to choose like which way you want to go with it
1: exactly and i think in my life up until that point i had done a lot of ignoring you know with with many many different situations in my life where where i had been presented with opportunities to grow and to change and to really i mean i think ultimately we're all we all sit back and dream about finding our authentic selves you know living authentically And I knew that, that I had it, I just had to make a choice and just do something that felt really right. So never in a million years would I have sat back and said, I'm going to be 39 years old and be a realtor. Truthfully, you know, (laughs) I had to be way more glamorous. The beautiful part about it though, is that, you know, I am an entrepreneur and I never thought that I would be my own boss and be running a successful business and, you know, here, but it's been an amazing experience. Uh Uh-huh. That's so cool. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So, so as people are listening to this and they're like, okay, she talked about personal development. Where do I start? Where do I go for that? What, w- so what was your first step in kind of finding yourself or, or going down kind of that? I'm going to call it a rabbit hole because it totally
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> I love Not that. And yes, that's what I call it too. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question too. Um, so I've always been really into self-help like books and watch YouTube videos. And I've always followed people who, you know, speak my own language. I always feel like I've, I was raised Catholic, but I have always been very spiritual. Um, I don't practice Catholicism anymore, but, um, so I've always been into that. So, you know, I, I watched the secret and I had, um, the Celestine prophecy were a couple of like my first, um, books. And then I actually got, um, I had, I hired my first life coach. She was just starting out. So it was very different than like the coaching that I'm doing now. But um, it was the first time that I really sat down with somebody. And, um, you know, I, I had, it's funny, I thought it was kind of going to kind of be like a therapy session. And it was in some ways, but then we focused also on my goals and where I wanted my life to go and the direction that I was headed. And it was like, this is, all within my means and it was exciting and having somebody not only support me, which I think is so important, especially for entrepreneurs, having that support system in place. Um, but she also really held me accountable. And that was the first time that, you know, aside from an employer, I had somebody in my life really holding me accountable and expecting me to do things that truthfully were really, really scary, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, yeah you know, dealing with stuff that was painful from my past. And, you know, like you said, with your voice, I can so relate to that too. I I have a hard time voicing myself sometimes and I'm also a recovering people pleaser. So she's like, all right, well, we're going to, the only way that you can get past this is to have a breakthrough. Yeah. Take some action. So that was my first, that was probably five or six years ago, I think. And then, um, I've done, I've had a coach, I think since then I've taken a couple of online courses. I'm in my second year with, um, the coaches that were, we met, you know, our coaching program and, um, I just love it. I can't imagine not having some kind of personal life coaching in my life. It is amazing. It is amazing what sort of difference it
0: makes. And I think there's some people who are like, that is so touchy feely. And like, I'm so not interested and it's I think it's who you end up with because exactly. I'm just gonna like, say that. Yeah, our our coach Ryan. Well, I, I wouldn't call him like touchy feely, really, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, he is very spiritual and all of yeah. that. But I mean, he he will tell you like, stop. You need to self your earmuff your chickens. Like you need to self <laughs> your shit. <laughs> self
1: your shit exactly.
0: And, and you need to like do this. And, um, and sometimes you just need somebody to tell you that. And you know, your mom is your, you know, she's going to support you and whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to do. I think it's great. But sometimes you just need somebody to be like, well, why haven't you done this? Why aren't you moving forward on this? Like you said, you wanted this. So why aren't you going for it?
1: Exactly. And, And it's, it's,
0: it's nice to have somebody do that in a loving way, not like a what the heck are you doing? Why are you doing this? Right.
1: And I've had business coaches like that who have been really, that's just, and you'll know, I mean, I think for anyone out there looking to find, you know, a supportive community, whether it's something online or, you know, working with a coach in person, you will know when you're with the right person. Yeah. You will know know who's going to put, who you can relate to, who will also push you and support you, you know, Yeah. in the right ways.
0: I think that's such a great a great point. Okay, so now you have your daughter. Yes. Do you do you send her on this path as well? Like, are you like? Oh, she's coping? on it. She's on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's really into it. Also, I have to say, she hears me. She hears this morning. We got up at five thirty, and I had a Tony Robbins video on at like six AM in the kitchen. I'm making lunch. I'm making coffee, and she's like. I'm sure she's in a room like rolling her eyes like, here we go, 6 a.m. Mom's listening <laughs> to her, you know, but it's constant. It really is. And she's uh-huh. really into it too. We, we go to um, – an ener- she's considered an energy Reiki healer. I started uh-huh. seeing her a few years ago as well. It's amazing. And um, Sophia goes there as well too.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's cool. It, it is really cool.
0: I, it always makes me wonder, like when you go down a path of, you know, just developing yourself, like what if I had known this earlier? Like what would I have done differently? Like, and I know everything happens in, in divine time and all of those things, but it would just be so interesting. So I think it's amazing that you're introducing your daughter to like such an empowering way of living. And, you know, she's, she, he knows that she's worthy, you know, and she mm-hmm. will always know that she's worthy. And I feel like so many women don't know that and possibly yeah. never will. And I mean, there's men too, but I mean, we're girls, so we're going to talk about girls. <laughs> <laughs> of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty cool. It's pretty neat too. I, um, I mean, I remember being an adolescent, she just turned 13 and, um, those are, she's going through a challenging age, I think for, especially for girls. Um, so remembering what it was like for me at her age and, you know, kind of helping her through her interpersonal relationships and challenges of being in a new big school. I mean, they're all things that we do as parents, but I think having that, I think the the difference for me, I'm just, I was just thinking like what it would have been like if she was at this age and I was five, you know, it was five years ago, not that she was five years younger, but maybe I was a different person at that point. I would have had a completely different mindset and different tools to help her, you know, and just to guide her. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said at the beginning of the call, I think this path is, has been, it's a roller coaster. It's been challenging and it has demanded a lot from me as far as growing as a person, but I couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So, when you are working as a realtor and Mm -hmm. you're helping people you know, decide on their homes and in all of those things. Are you also using those tools that you've learned like for your personal development? Are you using those tools like to help with that process? Because that's a very stressful process. It
1: is a very stressful process. You see sides of people that you didn't even know existed. And I help a lot. (laughs) I work with a lot of friends and Uh family And um, yes, absolutely. All those tools come into play. I mean, I'm not showing houses and talking about spiritual self-help books. Of course. (laughs) Unless they want to go down that rabbit hole. But um, absolutely. I mean, it's all about what drives me in in my position as a realtor is the connection. So Mm -hmm. building that, I truly believe that the reason why I've been able to do well so far in my job is that I am... I'm a firm believer in building a good foundation. So having that trust, open communication, um, connecting with people. I mean, it's a sales job. So there's kind of this like, you know, the schmoozy (laughs) salesy dynamic that some people bring into it. And I think I'm a a total oddball in that sense because I don't, I want to go deeper with everybody. So I want them to have, it can be a stressful situation. It's one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make in your lifetime. So of course it's going to, you know, things are going to get heated at times and people are going to get very emotional. But um, I think as long as you've developed that foundation right off the bat with anyone, there's yeah, you're you're constantly bringing it back to, you know, how can I be there for them? Let's remind you why you're in this position in the first place, you know, Um, and keeping their goals and, and in mind and just keeping the connection. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: And it, it's funny. You bring up like the, the, ugh, the icky feeling yeah. kind of, I mean, we've all been around a realtor and uh, like not all, but I mean, you can, I mean, I think like as people listen, there's like, oh yeah, that one realtor, we dealt with them and they were so like awful. And it's so funny. Cause like you're not that at all. So <laughs> So it's it's so funny when I say like a realtor because like you're just so light and lovely and I can't imagine it ever being like an, an icky sort of feeling or anything like that. So like if, if someone is listening to this and they're like, okay, I really want to sell my house or whatever, like what are your suggestions for them? Like if they're selling or buying, like what sort of mindset should they be in? Or what is something like a tool that they could like, oh, okay, this doesn't have to be this horrific of a process.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think first of all, getting, getting face to face with clients is always the first step. I can send information via email and I can send my listing packet and all my marketing materials. And I do think that some people really do care about that and want to see that you've got it all planned out. So I do have that. However, I think it's all about just developing that trust and bond with your clients. So, um, meeting with them in person. I do have an interior design background, as I said, so I do help with staging and getting the home looking its best and kind of walking through the house as if I was a prospective buyer and pointing things out. Um, So I I just think it's important to, to really get to know your people more than anything. Uh Um, And again, like there's, there's, tons of formalities that go along with it, you know, paperwork and technical stuff. And that's all very, very important. I still have to do that. Um, But I think that, you know, it's, it is a big decision and, um, and it does take quite a bit of thought, but, but it's interesting. I don't want to diminish the experience because when I bought my first house, it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, But, but at the end of the day, in my mind, it's really not like the, my big, I wouldn't say buying a house for me was my biggest, like one of my biggest life experiences. I can think uh-huh. of a dozen other things that probably would be more important to me. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I mean, what do you think when you guys, you guys have, have lived in the same place for. Yeah. Um,
0: we bought our house. Oh gosh. Is, uh, we've been here. How George is going to turn four. So I think we've been in this house for five years okay. so, and, and I had bought my own house um, it was like right when I first started dating, I bought my own house. <laughs> nice. Um, and, um, but then it became ours, but, um, like, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think about us getting married and I think about us, you know, having, having our babies, like that mm-hmm. was more significant than even, I mean, like, but at the time it's like, oh gosh, this is so important. This is such a big deal, but you're, mm-hmm. you're totally right. And then I think what was more impactful for me about like the home buying thing and all of that is the moment that our house felt like home.
1: Right. You know, yeah. it wasn't,
0: it wasn't the purchasing of it. It wasn't the process, the looking and all of that. It was the moment that it was like, oh, this is home. Yes. Like, this is amazing. Right. Yeah. That part. Settling sure.
1: in and having your place. Exactly. So it's not that I, it's a diminished decision. It's a huge decision for anyone. Um, but I think once you're in it and you understand that you have complete control of your emotions and that doesn't have to be, you know, a painful decision. Um, I think it's, it changes your whole mindset.
0: Yeah. I think that's really good. And just keeping that kind of perspective of, you know, it is going to be home, but it may not be this one. Like it it may be, it may be something better. Like this isn't working out because there's something better. And I think that is so hard. Like I remember we were trying to sell our, um, our little house. And, you know, we, so it was like, we had a contingency offer on this house and it didn't go through and it was so sad because it Ugh. didn't. And, and then when we got this house, it was like, Oh, that's why it didn't. Like we right. weren't supposed to be there. Like we have the perfect neighbors and we have the perfect backyard and it's like such a good look you know, like all of those things. And it was like, Oh, this is why it didn't work.
1: Exactly. Why we're here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I and love so that
0: it's keeping track of that.
1: Like, right. Oh, it's,
0: it's all going to work out,
1: it is. Is it to work is. out.
0: but it's so hard to know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course. And you're in the midst of that. And you're like, what is happening? This should not be, <laughs> it should not be this painful and this difficult. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um, before we go, I do have two questions for you. The same questions I ask everyone. So you kind of mentioned earlier a little bit of your morning routine, but, what is your morning routine? Like, how do you start your day?
1: Yeah, so this is a this is a good one too because I just recently s- switched this. Actually, our coaches had gone through their morning routines and I was so inspired. I had to switch it up. So um, my number one rule is I never pick up my phone first thing in the morning. Um, my phone is next to my bed because it's my backup alarm. Um, but I wake up and I actually will say some prayers and then I will go into meditation. So that usually – and and the prayers actually are from a course in miracles. And they're very um Marianne Williamson actually was the one we were chatting about this. Yes, and we were these questions to God, universe, whatever you believe in. Um, and it's really they're really open-ended and they're just basically asking, um, you know, what your day is gonna look like, what what abundance, what miracles are gonna come in, and how should you show up today? And I love them. I feel like it it really centers me and gets me ready for the day. And then after that, I will, um, I I do different meditations. Sometimes I'll actually just do meditation in silence. Sometimes I'll play um, a little, I've got like two different YouTube videos that I like to play music in the background. Um, Uh And then I'll journal for a little bit. And then I, um, and then I wake up and start my mom routine I love it. I love that you start your day so grounded and so centered
0: before it's like,
1: okay, we're off to the
0: races. We're getting all of these things done. I think that's so important. It is so
1: important. And like life happens. So this is not every single day. There's some days where I'll hit snooze and I'll wake up a little late. I do, I usually always do, I actually take that back. I always do my morning prayers, but then sometimes the meditation gets like bumped. I've got to take Sophia to school and then I'll come back and do it. So, you know, life happens. But I do find that if if there are days where I'm even the slightest bit off of that plan, it's amazing how different your day can go.
0: It really is. It really is. I always start my day with, um, I do my gratitude list. Like as soon as I wake up, like I, I run through, you know, whatever pops in my head of things that I'm grateful for. And like, that. if if I miss everything else, at least like I start with that. But like, you yeah. know, those nights when you're up, at, well, you're past this, but the, the baby has been up all night, you know, and I'm like half asleep on the couch, like half awake. And you know, the, you just start, and It's just so disheveled and all of that, but it's like, okay, if I could just do my grateful list, like, and so sometimes it's in the car and we, right. and we always do the boys and I always, we always go through our three oh, things I we're grateful that. in the car. It's a great way to start. We did day. that with
1: Sophia at night, actually.
0: I love That's that. That's
1: so sweet. Yeah. Uh,
0: Of course, of course we do that. Of
1: course we do.
0: (laughs) This is why we're friends.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, um, But it, it just makes such a big impact on your day and how it's going to go and how it's going to be. So I love that that's how you start it. And then you're off to the races. Exactly. And then, so my other question is like when you're in a funk and not like, you know, the dog got hit or something, it's like a, Uh, I've just in a funk and I just don't feel great. And I don't want to do that. Like, how do you shift that out of that?
1: Oh, that's a really good question too. Um, I, it depends on the type of mood (laughs) the (laughs) type of funk that I'm in. Sometimes movement can be the best thing for me. I work out. Um, I'm usually at the gym like six days a week, um, five or six days a week. And so movement for me sometimes is the solution, just like getting out whatever energy and just letting it move through my body. Um, other times affirmations are really helpful for me. Um, I always go back to I am enough and I'll recite that. Ooh, I, I like start that. to have um, moments of doubt or fear. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. Just continuously. I actually was walking a few weeks ago, this really pretty trail um, close to my house. And I literally said affirmations continuously during the entire walk. I was in a horrible mood when I started And by the time I was done, like 30, 45 minutes later, I was like, my mood is completely shifted. Isn't that
0: amazing?
1: It is amazing. Just
0: repeating something over and over. Yeah. It's just, it's like, I remember the first time I even realized like affirmations were a thing. And I was like, that's crazy, but (laughs) it's free. I'm going to try it. And I am now like, if you see me driving, you'll see me talking (laughs) and like I'm doing my like My list of affirmations. Like when I'm by myself, obviously. Like it would be weird if I was too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've been there too. Over and over, over and over. And it just makes a huge difference. And I never would have guessed it and never would have believed it, but it is amazing how powerful that is. So that is amazing. Like you're like, okay, I'm going on this walk and I'm just I'm changing it. (laughs) This has to
1: go. I was pissed when I started too. I was (laughs) like, I don't even want to say these stupid affirmations, you know, and then I just forced myself to, and you can literally feel, I mean, it's like, you know, you come across a video of like puppies or babies, like you can feel the energy in your body shift when your mind focuses on something like that.
0: Yeah. And of course it's easier to stay in that. Like, Oh, I'm so mad. Like this is just a crappy day. I'm just going to go to bed. Like it's easy to stay in that, but then you just lose that whole day.
1: I know. I know. It's amazing. Time just, time slips away. I was actually in a store today. I'll tell you a really quick story. And I was, um, I was looking for some clothes and I'm, there were three women working at the front desk and they were all talking to each other. And it was nothing but negativity, like every single thing that came out of their mouths was negative. And I was like, I'm so turned off by this. Like I can't even handle this. I ended up getting one thing and leaving shortly after that. But I like, it's so it's hard because you'll notice once you start doing this, you become very protective of your energy and you, you become really in tune and really sensitive to what's going on around you. And you notice like, oh my gosh, the majority of people around me you know not all the time, but there's a lot of negativity out there, so you you notice it when your yeah. mind has shifted
0: yeah, you're so spot on with that, and it's amazing too that like if you haven't like noticed like the people around you, even like just going to the store, like if you're not paying attention to that, and you're like, gosh, why are they suddenly in a bad mood, and if you kind of look around, it's like Oh, like literally everyone <laughs> around me is like complaining right now because of this or that. Like it's, it's amazing how quickly we can lose like our good mood because everyone around oh us is like, goodness, Ugh.
1: yeah, right. You feel that muck.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for being here. I so love you and I am so grateful for you and, um, you're just just so lovely. So thank you so much. Danielle,
1: thank you for having me. This is so fun. And I love you too. Hey, I hope you loved that
0: episode. If you did, please rate, subscribe and share with anyone you feel needed to hear that message. Also, please find me on social media at the silver lining life, because I would love to hear your favorite takeaways from today's episode. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Thanks for being here. Bye.